Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Psalm 69 verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. In this scripture you can see that there is a clear distinction between praise and thanksgiving. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. So here we see that we praise God for who he is. Doesn't have to do anything for us. He is what he is and who he is. We praise him for who he is and we thank him for the many things he does. Praise the Lord. We praise him for what? We praise him for who he is. Who? Say who. And we thank him for what he does. Praise the Lord. You can see also in Nehemiah chapter 12 verse 46. For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chief of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving unto God. So here too you can see clearly the distinction between songs of praise and songs of what? thanksgiving unto God. So songs of praise are those songs we sing like Who is like unto thee, O Lord? Who is like unto thee? Oh, among the gods who is like... You see, there's nothing that he has done for us, but we are singing about who is. Praise the Lord. Then songs of thanksgiving, we are talking about being grateful to him, appreciating him because he's the source of our lives and he's done many things for us. So repeat after me again. We praise God for who he is and we thank him for what he does. Praise the Lord. So many a times in a service we combine the two because we certainly can do with praising him for who he is and even leave what he's done for us. Because he's our source. But as human as we are, we come to him also with a grateful heart. Thanking him for the, the very life he has given us. So we just come and then we praise him. Praise the Lord. So what is thanksgiving? In First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 8 to 10... Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Have you seen that the thanksgiving is connected to his deeds? Verse 9. He said that sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Have you seen that the thanksgiving is also connected to his wondrous works? Is it coming out? Verse 10. <laughs> Are we in verse 10? He said glory ye in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. So here we see the connection between thanksgiving and his mighty deeds, his wondrous works. And so what is thanksgiving? It is an expression of our appreciation and gratitude to God. Thanksgiving is what? An expression of our appreciation and gratitude unto God. The Lord wants us to have this mindset of being grateful, of appreciating him on a daily basis. Every day. David said, he said, I lie down to sleep. I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. That the very fact that you are being sustained, you need to be grateful to God for, for who he is and what he's done in your life. And so sometimes the issue with us is, we have an expectation for a material manifestation. And what God may have done for us is an intrinsic blessing. 
is an immaterial blessing. The very fact that you have life, there is every chance for you to become what God wants you to become. But normally we are looking in the direction of a material blessing. We are looking in the direction of something very spectacular. But the blessing is already supernatural. <laughs> Sometimes we are looking at a spectacular blessing so that we can thank him. Because you know our bodies, our flesh must be tickled. There must be a, a feel-good experience about you waking up today, isn't it? But sometimes, even in the worst part of your sickness, you have to thank God that you even have the mind to know that you are not well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You even have the mind to know that you are what? One day. One of our media guys got electrocuted by the transformer right in front of us. Everywhere they thought he was going to die. He was bent. He was swollen. He was, we took him to the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. And his neck was passing his head. He was in color and was still swelling. Bent all over. He, one of his eyes went off immediately by the fall he had. Something pierced the eye. Pew, gone. He himself thought he would die. The doctors, all the experts thought he was going to die. Then when we were in the hospital, in the first night that I was there, we were just there. People were just aspiring like that. Ten minutes, somebody gone. <laughs> in the emergency, 15 minutes, another gone. He said, bing, 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 flat. Like that, like that, like that. One guy brought the mother. The mother was already dead on arrival. And then the doctor left and went to examine the mother. And he said... Your mother is dead. The guy said, no, he can't be dead. It's not what you think. It's what it is. <laughs> but we were appreciative to God that even though our guy's condition was very dire, God kept him alive. Everyone lying around him died. He was the only one who didn't die. In fact, at some point, he thought he was going to die because everywhere was dead. But today he's here. Praise the Lord. That one. That, you know, at that point, I remember I was here praying in the night for him and then a, a, a gloomy fear just came upon me. I called Pastor Eben and I said, let's go to the hospital. That night, we roamed everywhere for blood. We, I, I knew this guy, the devil wanted to take his life. We kept some two guys there with a standing car, with a backpack full of money. Anything they called for, we said that they should pay. The guys never came home. They were running shift, holding the bag of money <laughs> with a standing car. We were ready. You see, at that point, money was not the issue. At that point, we were looking forward to something that money could not buy. Praise the Lord. And that's, that is just the, the intrinsic part of the blessing is far, far weightier than the material part of the blessing. That's why in Matthew chapter 6, one of the highest form of carnality, the Bible said, is for a man to worry about what you eat, what you wear, and where you sleep. Because... He said that even the hidden, the hidden, they have this in abundance. And the birds of the air that do not farm, they know that their provision will be given to them. So when a man becomes so worried about what they will wear, what they will eat, where they will sleep, he says that you are very, very low in spirituality. I don't want to use the other word. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Somebody say Thanksgiving is an expression. Of our appreciation and gratitude to God. Every child of God must be very appreciative for what God does in his or her life. And there are many things God does that we do not see. Many things he does that we do not see. Number two, thanksgiving is to show humility and give proper credit to the one who has supplied life and blessings to us. Thanksgiving is to show what? Humility and give proper credit. Tell somebody proper credit to the one who has supplied life and blessings to us. In James 1.17, look at what the Bible says. Let's read it together. One, go. Every good gift. Every 
And every perfect gift is from what? Above. And cometh down from what? The Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of what? Turning. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from God. When you know that everything you have is from God, it must make you humble. And that humility must make you give credit to whom credit is due. Give credit to the real supplier, the real source of whatever you have. You have a marriage. It's not a promotion. Marriage is not a promotion. It's not even a trophy. You have it, you have it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> tell somebody, if you have it, you have it. And tell them, it's not like when you married, you have been elevated above your friends. <laughs> it's not a trophy. So take it easy. Tell somebody, be humble. <laughs> And give credit to the one who has supplied all good things and perfect gift in your life. Praise the Lord. I used to give humility. Thanksgiving regulates your spiritual temperature and your spiritual body language. Because boy, things can make you proud. Levels can make you proud. All of a sudden, you realize that you are past all your classmates in academic attainment and you don't see them again. And there's a way that you can achieve so much in this life that you begin to look to yourself as a God to yourself. There, there is a way that without thanksgiving, the, the God consciousness leaves your mind. I'm beginning to go outside of my note now. In Romans chapter 1, let's look at a scripture there. I'll point out a scripture to you. It's S tempo. Let's do that. Romans chapter 1, verse 21. <laughs> he said, no, let's do 20 first. Verse 20. Nice. He said, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power, and what? Godhead, so that they, they are without what? Excuse. Now, I like this next verse, 21. He said, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. Now, because they didn't glorify him, and they never taught, thanked him, he said, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. I, I want to interpret this scripture to you. Away from how it's been interpreted. Of course, the original interpretation of this particular verse is the fact that the creature turned against the creator. And decided not to serve the creator. But what this scripture also means is that anybody whose heart does not accommodate thanksgiving is likely to begin to have vain imaginations. Vain imagination. And then your heart will be foolish. Then it will be darkened. So I'm just saying that when you remove thanksgiving out of the equation of your life, you begin to imagine things outside the purview of God. That's when you begin to feel like your job is your source. And, and P.Y. calls it high wisdom. <laughs> Heavier matters. You begin to imagine. It's like, because a thankful heart will humble you. It just keeps you in check. You know that there is a God. There is, there is a regulator. Do you understand? <laughs> there, there is someone there who gives you life. And who, the Bible said that the lion knows that his meat comes from God. That's an animal right there. So, and that lion is thankful to God. A man who is not thankful to God begins to feel like the meat appeared by itself. He doesn't know that whether you went to hunt for the meat like the lion does or whatever, it is God who froze a rabbit for the lion to catch. Because all day long, if God says this rabbit is not going to be devoured, it will never be devoured. So without a thankful heart, your heart begins to become darkened. It's an easy way to become an occult. 
easy way to become an unbeliever. When you lose your sense of thanksgiving, you will lose your sense of God. Hey. I think at this point, we can go into the thanksgiving. Boy. Look, and men are powerful. Oh, men are really powerful. We are so powerful until we get to a point where we see that there is a power beyond your power. And you see that even in, in walking in the anointing, there's a way that there can be a lot of result around you. There's a season in my life that I'm just thinking about this blind person. I'm just thinking, be healed. I'm thinking, and the eye will open. If you are not careful, you will think that there's some energy, like the way the Ekanka people say, energy within you that can make things happen. You are looking in people's direction, they are falling down. You, you begin to look to yourself like <laughs> the gods have arrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Captain, yeah, you have to thank God. Tell somebody to be thankful to God. It, it helps you to keep your mind humble and in sync with God and with the will of God. You see that people who are offended with God, they also lose their thanksgiving. Why did my child die? The truth of the matter is not only your child that was supposed to die, or you yourself. You were not even supposed to be here to even have a child, for the child to die, for you to do a barrier. As painful as it may be, we still have to thank God. We still have to what? And boy, if you are here on earth, Jesus said, tribulations will come. And you know, all these things, they don't change who God is. And they don't change what he has done. Jesus was only 33 years. Tell somebody, don't, don't imagine too much. So that your heart will not be darkened. So that you don't have a foolish heart. When you lose your thanksgiving, you are about to have a foolish heart. God have mercy. So it helps us to know that the car I'm driving is, is a provision from someone. It's God who gave me. Even if I work for it. It's God who gave me because many people will work harder than you do and will not even get a quarter of what you get. And God who selected you to allow certain things to flow in your direction, thanksgiving makes you humble and to give the credit to the one who deserves to be credited all the blessings in your life. If you are here with me, say, I'm here. So what's the biblical foundation for thanksgiving? Number one. Psalm 92 verse 1. One go. Let's do it together. Today we are doing the church as a congregation. One go. It is a good thing to give thanks what? Unto the Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name. O most high. Praise the Lord. So number one biblical foundation for giving thanks unto God is that it's a good thing to give thanks. It's what? It is good to give thanks unto the Lord. It doesn't need explanation. If something is good... It's good, and we have to do it. It's not bad. It's good that we give thanks to God. Because God is good. And the good God must be thanked. Jesus asked the lepers who were healed, the one that returned, he said, where are the nine? <laughs> where are the nine? Now, Jesus expects some thanksgiving. For what he does for us. It is good. Tell somebody, it is good to give thanks. So from time to time, have a lifestyle of giving thanks to God. Number two, it is the will of God to give thanks. First Thessalonians 5.18, it is the will of God to give thanks. God's will is for his children to be thanking him. Shall we read it together? One go. In everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything. The good, the ugly, give thanks. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture I'd like to show you. All things work together. Romans chapter 8. The Bible said, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. 
So here, we know that the purpose of God is the will of God. It's the blueprint of God. Jeremiah talks about the fact that the purpose of God is the plan of God concerning our lives. And these plans, they are good. They are not evil to bring us to an expected end. The issue is that from your origin to the destination of the plan is called a process. It's called what? It's called a process. And in that process, God may choose whatever he deems fit as the proper vehicle to transport you from the origin to that destination. That's what human beings miss because in our mind, a journey that is in the will of God must be smooth. A journey that God's hand is in it must be without hitches. But the Bible says that the thoughts of God are not the thoughts of men. The way God thinks and sees things are different. I want to illustrate this. The illustration is nice. So the Lord had given prophecy about Joseph and he said that I'm sending you ahead of your generation to go and um, become something. Because I foresee a famine coming. A famine that will ravage the whole world. And so I'm sending a man ahead. So God is sending this man ahead to save a whole generation. And look at the way he sends the man. He starts giving the man nice dreams. Powerful dreams. Then you think that when you are in a family and you are having nice dreams, you should be loved. So the father loved him and gave him a coat of many colors. But majority of the people in the house hated him. The Bible said that they hated him until they could not speak one kind word unto him. Now that hatred became a force. It drove them until they sold him to some Ishmaelites. They first put him in a pit, the dreamer. Put him in the pit. They took him out of the pit. They now sold him to strangers. Then when he arrived in Egypt, he was sold again. <laughs> hey, he was sold again to Potiphar's house. I said, hey, why didn't you say hey? And in Potiphar's house, he became a slave. So my question is, if I called you right now and said that, the Lord says he's going to make you great, blah, 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 blah. and the next things you begin to see is, you begin to see betrayal, you begin to see rejection, you begin to see hatred, and they put you in some kind of pit, and your brothers start fighting you, and all of a sudden you have been displaced by some natural disaster or whatever, and you find yourself in some hey. Say, wow. Either the prophet is fake, <laughs> or God doesn't know what he's doing. Prophet didn't see well, right? <laughs> this guy was in Potiphar's house. Then look at it. Through his work, there was so much blessing there. Then, Madame started focusing on this boy. <laughs> oh God, Madame wants the guy to cross some lines. Then the guy was on ground. <laughs> Sometimes when you want to stay in the will of God, you'll be punished. Like Joseph said, how can I do this and sin against my God? Just wanting to remain in the will of God sometimes equals trouble. Like real fire. Are you here? I'm just telling you that God is not disturbed by all these things Joseph is going through. This is God's route. To the throne. Because the Lord knew that the prison of Pharaoh, which eventually Joseph landed, was closer to the palace of Pharaoh than his own father's house in Israel. <laughs> that there is no way Joseph staying in his father's house in Israel was going to become a prime minister in Egypt. So in getting him closer to that prime minister's position, he takes him to the prison, to the jail. Which is just next door. The process is very rough. Sometimes it's very messy. It's very ugly. But God always, Job said, he said, the Lord is able to bring good out of evil. Yeah, when you are making food, you see that it's the end of the cooking that looks very nice. 
Mostly, some of the things you like, if you see the preparation of it, you will eat it again. Like tease it, right? Very some way. <laughs> but, even though the process may be rough, God's plan is still executed in the process. Why am I telling you this? Because you can abandon your thanksgiving when you face the rough process. The plan is always intact. You and I don't define what the plan is. There's something called disruptive marketing. You know, it's still marketing. Sometimes you think a product is going down and you see that it's going up. God can just kick it at any side and, and make it show on the other side. That's why he says that it is the will of God. So in all things, in what? That's, the child of God is never disadvantaged. Never ever. And when there was famine in the whole world, including Egypt itself, God created the farming situation to create a platform for his child. I mean, imagine without the, the upcoming or the, the, the farming that was ahead, there was not going to be any dream for Pharaoh to have. The dream Pharaoh had was something God was cooking to give Joseph an opportunity to become a prime minister. The whole famine was, and that's why you see that in the seven years of famine and abundance, Joseph was the main guy. Pharaoh was not the main guy. He was in charge. When you see adversity, inflation, when you see trouble, when you see all these things, I'm telling you, open your heart. Because anytime there is adversity, God is creating opportunity to showcase his children. If your amen is louder, I see you. Boy, tell somebody, it's the will of God. I have seen people cry, cry, cry. I mean, and when you're a pastor, you see things and you hear things. But the next, the people who recover and thank God in the adversity, the next moment you see God doing something very explosive in their lives. So you ask yourself, ah, God, if you wanted to make us win the match, why did you allow us to concede a goal? <laughs> wow. Look at someone say, wow. Can you lift your hand and say, Father, I thank you because even where I am now, it's still your will. And, and sometimes when you are in rough things, somewhere, somewhere, you see the power of God. Many people encounter God in a mess than in a good happening. Boy. Psalm 6 verse 5. Why should you give thanks? <laughs> Let's read it together. For in death, there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who shall give thee what? Thanks. So the, one of the biblical foundations for giving thanks is that there is no thanks in the grave. Dead people can't thank God. It's a biblical foundation. There is no thanks in the grave. Please tell somebody, don't wait till you die before you prepare your thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank the Lord whilst you are alive. Because once you die, you lose that opportunity. And ask somebody, do you see the reason why? Whilst you are alive, you should be thanking God. Yeah. Everyone who is alive is commissioned to thank God. Because once you die, you are out of the race of thanksgiving. When he said that ye are royal priesthood, a holy nation, blah, 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 blah. He said that you are a people who are peculiar to showcase his praise. Praise the Lord. Showcase his praise. I'm taking my time this morning. We have to be thankful people. We have to be thankful people. Sometimes you, you, you appear in places where people have a lot of material, but... Whenever I travel to Europe, when you are descending, you see that the clouds are very, very some way. And you are, when you come to Africa, when you are entering, you see that boy, the God lives here. <laughs> you see that guy, <laughs> evil day. 
you enter London and you, you, you want to recalibrate your antennas because there can be nice systems going and there is no God. But we are blessed. We are blessed to be alive here. You wake up and you have God consciousness. You wake up, boy. I was in um, London some, some time ago. You'll be there, brother. I was talking to... Uh, uh, we're doing um, a Bible study. And there was a very disloyal person in the pastor's church. He had been just inciting people to give the pastor a I didn't know. We're just teaching the Bible, teaching the Bible, teaching the Bible, teaching the Bible. Not knowing this man has incited so many of the people in the church against the pastor. Everything that is said, he has an explanation. That's an opposing view. So as we were having the Bible study, it was in the pastor's house. It's like a cell meeting. We were talking, God opened my eyes. He said, tell this man. This foolishness he's doing is the reason why I've removed myself from his family. <laughs> so I told him. I said, I repeated, this foolishness you are doing here. <laughs> is the reason why I've removed myself from your house. He has two children. One is a girl, one is a boy. And God opened my eyes and I said, I said, God says I should also tell you. That you know, but you are in denial. Your daughter is now a lesbian and is a boy. And your son is now a gay and is a girl. Check it out. It became quiet. People that didn't, even the pastor didn't know. I was there that very week when the boy posted himself on the social media. It's now a girl. The girl posted herself. It's not a boy. It's cross-pollination. <laughs> when you have life, eh, use it to thank God. You can't use it to do any other thing. The, the primary thing for you to use your life for is to thank God whilst you are here on earth. That's the primary thing. Everything is sec every other thing is secondary. Praise the Lord. So, when you begin to, it's like you have a tool that is being misappropriated. But you can't misappropriate the life God has given you. So, you thank God. We what? We thank God. Praise the Lord. Alright. There are two appropriate ways or acceptable ways you can give your thanksgiving. Number one, you can give your thanksgiving by offering. Offering sacrifices. Psalm 107 verse 22. Psalm 107 verse 22. He said, And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. So in the Old Testament, there were different sacrifices. One of them was the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So one way you can be thanking God is to prepare sacrifice and bring it to God. So in Israel, they brought their annual sacrifices of thanksgiving unto God. And that's why when you read Hebrews, it talks about the sacrifice of praise. And now he said under the new covenant is from the fruit of your lips. But in their time, it was from the fruit of their labor, from their ground. So the, the, the harvest from their field, from their stock and all of that. That's why you go into the tabernacle services, the outer court, there was a lot of slaughtering. Because they had to bring their bullock from their animals and bring the yam and all of that. This time around, we, we can package something and bring to God as an expression of our appreciation unto God when we are thanking God. Again, you can also thank God with the fruit of your lips or singing unto God songs of what? Gratitude and thanksgiving. Look at Ezra chapter 3 verse 11. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good for his mercies endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout. When they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. They sang, they praised, they thanked him. 
So one way to thank the Lord is to sing. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Is to what? And when you are singing, one of the things that will come out of that, the Lord is good. And his mercy is what? Yeah, like when we are singing, Imela, Imela, Okakaunyekerua. We are singing about the goodness of the Lord. When I think of your goodness, we are thinking, I was singing about the mercies of God. He's been good. He's shown us mercy. So we sing to thank him. Praise the Lord. Come on now. We sing to what? Nehemiah chapter 12 verse 27. In, in the singing, we can give great shout. We can give what? Some people get disturbed when we shout. But you can't shout in the grave. It's the reason why the cemetery is very quiet. In the days of Ezra, they shouted. The Bible said the shout of the king is amongst his people. Even God shouts. God has gone into his people with a shout. You shout one oh man when you are when you are grateful for something that has happened in a good way, one way to express it is what a shout. It's a shout. It's a shout. <laughs> when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, there was a shout. <laughs> Charlie. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> One day. <laughs> this is an active church. <laughs> I was there with my pastor. My pastor, he said in his family, every male died before 40. So my pastor, as young as he was, he was the elder in his family. So we were there. One day. And I heard him, he was upstairs, I was downstairs. I heard, I heard him doing, Pay! It's like bomb was just, Pay! Then tongues will follow, Pay! I went up and asked, Master, Is everything fine? He said it in Fanti. What's it? Major. What's it? What's it? Major. He said, I've crossed it. That day was his 40th birthday. He said, he crossed the boundary. So he was just shouting. Hey! <laughs> I didn't die. Hey! Boy. You know, when nothing is chasing you, sometimes it can affect your priest lifestyle. By the grace of God, some of us we have come from the hole of the crab. <laughs> so when we see light, we say, hey! hey! God has tried for us. Is that well? I, one day I told one of my friends, I said, if what God has done, if he doesn't do anything again, I'm still successful. <laughs> it's okay, don't do. He's, he's done well. If he doesn't do anything again, he's, he's done very, very well. Yes, so one way in the book of Ezra, Bible says they shouted with a great shout because the foundation, the building was not completed. Foundation has been laid. Boy, you, you will appreciate it in the days of Joshua when somebody tried to lay the foundation of Jericho and he lost his two sons. That, that you have been able to lay a foundation when your father didn't leave you a chicken coop. You will thank God. <laughs> and many people want the embellishment of the complete building to, to, to drive them to thank God. But look at them. They are thanking God that the foundation of the house has been laid. You and I, we have every reason to thank God this man. That the foundation of your life is intact. That as you are sitting here eh, with these two breasts and knowing that you were a woman, it's a good foundation. Or else you'll be thinking you are some animal somewhere. It's a good foundation. As you are here. You are not somewhere you are not supposed to be. It's a good foundation. Boy oh boy. That's why you have a good foundation. And you should be thanking God with a shout. That you can balance to be in the presence of God. It's too powerful.
Can you rise and give the Lord a shout? <laughs> Today, please take your seat. <laughs> let, let me quickly get out of this place. Nehemiah 12, 27. <laughs> when we are praising God by singing, we engage a shout. And in Nehemiah 12, 27, when we are thanking him, this is another thing we engage. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, at the dedication of what? First, they shouted because of the foundation. When they were dedicating the wall, they sought the Levite out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem. To keep the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgiving and with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. So, another way we sing to God when we are thanking Him, when we are we are offering our appreciation unto him. He said, when the wall was done, they now selected singers and instrumentalists and they came and they started playing with instrument. Boy. You, you, can't, you can't say we, we, the, the original instrument God created is the members of our bodies. That's the original instrument. That's why you see that. The Bible says that give, give a clap unto the Lord. It's, it's like there's an instrument already. Before microphone came, the vocal cords were already there to sing unto God. <laughs> and from where I come from, we, there are different sounds we can make with different kinds of the body. Yes. Too much. Even putting your hand in your armpit. There can, there can be a sound. I, where did they give birth to you? Like? <laughs> I mean, nice sound like this. Yeah. Nice instrument. All this Oibo instrument. Eh? Kai. But he said, we can bring on, bring on all the instrument. And thank the Lord. Let the instrument also thank the Lord. Is it powerful? It's powerful. I think it, it would be nice for everyone to have um, a tambourine in your house. Also, my fritua in your house. You know, fritua. Or deurunte in your house. Some instrument you are comfortable with. <laughs> you know, beyond yourself. So, God even knows that. Without all these external peripheral instruments, we can still have enough instrument to thank him. Have you seen people singing in an a cappella before? They, make, they are able to make all kinds of sounds. Very nice. Instrument. <laughs> Just thanking God with instrument. I'm going to tell you three things when you praise God will happen. What are the three things that will happen? Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Number one. Thanksgiving brings manifestation of favor. It brings manifestation of favor. He said, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. That God can really manifest himself in every place by himself. But we are thanking him because he has chosen to use us as the instrument to manifest his favor upon in different spaces. So even though God could just make people see his favor by looking at him, he has decided that he's using us as advertisement of favor. And that's why Paul is thanking him. He's thanking him that God has found him, you know, has selected him to, to showcase his favor through him. His smell, his sorrow. And so we continue to thank him because there are better men than we are. But God still chose to use you and I. I don't think I should be the one standing here preaching. Some of you have better education than I do. Your father has an address. My father doesn't have an address. You went to better schools than I, I, I have. I, what school put did I even attend in the first place? You know, and all of that, and uh, the things you have seen, the exposure you have, 
This village boy is not the one to be talking to you here. But somewhere, somehow, I'm telling you. She just mentioned my primary school. If you go now, the erosion has just eroded the foundation of that school. I'm not the one to be, I mean, I'm just, where they pick that from. It's interesting. But God has just decided to showcase and manifest his favor. Anybody who gives God genuine things will have favor in life. Can you say, Father, I thank you. Praise the Lord. You can write 1 Timothy 4.4, 4, but I'm moving to the next point. 1 Timothy 4.4 4, for the first point. Second point. Thanksgiving brings multiplication. It brings what? Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. Jeremiah 30 19. Very quickly. It said that, and out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them and they shall not be small. I will multiply them. They will not be few. Why? Because out of them shall proceed the voice of thanksgiving. Anybody who is thankful to God, their tank will be full. You can't be thanking God and have an empty tank. As you are thanking God, God is multiplying your life. And it's multiplying the people around you. Let me tell you something. Anybody God lays on your heart to be doing good to, you have to teach the person the culture of thanksgiving. I'm just saying something here. You see, some of your blessings will come from your dependence. One of the reasons why when you give to widows, destitutes, the Lord himself pays you, is because those people, they always appreciate God for what people do for them. And when they appreciate God, God keeps multiplying the, the natural giver. Are, are you understanding the English? Did you go to a good school, sir? Did you understand the English? What school did you attend? Don't mention it. If it's a bad school, don't mention it. Saying that if <laughs> if you don't give culture of thanksgiving to people you give to, you are likely to be limited at the level where you yourself are not in the position to function in your thanksgiving because sometimes. Your future is built on the people you invest into. And when they are thanking God, God is remembering you. Why are they thanking God? Because you brought as, a, as obedience to God. And God must replenish where he came from because they are thanking him. Do you understand? So when you give to people who are not grateful, it can dry you up. So anybody you are giving to, you also have to take the burden of training them to be thankful to God. Sometimes they are thankful to you, they are not thankful to God. And it dries you up. Because you are giving knowing that God is the source of your supply. But they are not seeing your source and they are not acknowledging your source and they are not crediting your source and they are not thanking your source. So it can cut your supply base. It's nice, but so when in, in John Jesus he had been preaching to the people, and uh, it's evening, and they say they are in a remote area. Then he told the disciples, say, feed these people. They said, Master, send them away. Jesus said, You can't send people away, don't send people away like that. Oh, they are hungry, don't send them away. In John chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible said that these were 5,000 men, women not counted. And, and children are counted. Then they discovered a little boy's food and they brought it to Jesus. And look at how Jesus behaved here. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, when he had what? He distributed the, distributed the bread to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise, the fishes. And there was multiplication going on. And that multiplication started with a thanksgiving. It started with what? Thanksgiving. Look, 
There is no multiplication without thanksgiving. Yeah. The bread will not multiply. Your business will not multiply. The family will not multiply. If you don't build the culture of thanking God. Boy. Multiplication. Everywhere. When Jesus came to Lazarus' tomb, life was finished. He now lifted up and said, Father, I thank you. There, the life for multiplication just appeared. Father, I thank you. Sometimes it's interesting how we even want to pray and we zoom into our needs and we zoom into. Look, I've been telling you that don't think prayer is powerful. When I say that, some people get offended. The art of prayer is not powerful. Some people pray without God in their mind. Like you have learned how to pray. But Jesus said, when you pray in my name, the art of prayer, that's why somebody can look at somebody and say, you, I will deal with you. In his mind, the art of prayer has some power it can use to deal with someone. But whatever you are doing is just activity in futility. If God is not in the equation, it is, it is talking to God. That can even be defined at the base level that is prayer or else you are talking to yourself or talking to the air. Or to, I don't know what you are praying to. So some people know they can just enter the kula shooter, but there's no God in their mind. Is God in your mind? Because you are praying to God. That, that makes your prayer powerful. But the, the art of prayer, some people have energy. When they see prayer anywhere, they will join. Koyo, koyo. <laughs> it's not, that, that in itself is not powerful. What is powerful is that faith is on ground, connecting to the source of the life. Do you understand the distinction? So the Bible says, when we, God inhabits the praises of his people, when you thank God, he comes into the atmosphere for you to share that fellowship with. So imagine praying and asking God to do so much when he's not in your atmosphere. That's why you would think that, that's why the Bible talks about praying amiss. You have done five hours and still, the personality of contact was not around. One of the things that will make God very comfortable. You know, there's a way of entertaining the presence of God. One way to entertain the presence of God is to be giving him thanks. They say, hey, who is thanking me like that? You know, who is offering me, you know, what is due me like that? And, and God will manifest himself there. <laughs> hey, and once God shows up, you know, when I show up, it doesn't matter my capabilities. If I'm not there, I'm not there. But when I show up, you see that everything has been also brought on board. Is that also? It's one of the things that will make God show up for you. It's this Thanksgiving. Multiply you. You see that people who, who are Christians and they have it, they know that someone gave it to them. They're always thanking God for it. They're always thanking God. God is not interested in taking it from you. But to multiply it, you need to be thanking him. And if it's not being multiplied, <laughs> it will finish. Hey. So, there are people who have gift, the gift of God, the calling of God. They are without repentance and they are irrevocable. The gift is the gift, but the gift is not growing. Because you, you've gone past thanking God for it. So you are there. You will just dry up. Because fresh water is not coming in. Multiplication. May you multiply between now and the end of the year. Receive multiplication. That amen is not born again at all. I said three, so the very last one. The very last one. So we can praise God. H. Are you there? Okay. Thanksgiving also brings glorification. It brings what? That same scripture in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. It says that I will multiply them and I will glorify them. He said, then. He said, and, and them that make merry and I will multiply them and they shall not be few. 
I will also what? Glorify them. And they shall not be what? Small. I will glorify them. You, you can't serve God. You can't be thanking God and not see glory. Because when God comes into your atmosphere, he takes over your atmosphere. So you yourself will begin to carry the atmosphere God brought into your atmosphere. When Jesus was standing at the tomb of Lazarus, he said, Father, glorify yourself. He thanked him and he said, glorify yourself. Thanksgiving will always bring glorification. The reason why some, some people will never walk in shame, like I would never walk in shame, is because I'm thanking God all the time. Even in, in, in what is not very favorable to me, I'm still thanking God. Praise the Lord. I told you a story one time when I, I used to, we used to take a passenger's car from Cape Coast to Accra. I was just coming for a program in Accra and then we used to buy a ticket at the Lorry Park. Yeah. And uh, I, I got there and one woman was making trouble when I was entering the car. I said, no, 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 no. She must be the one to enter the car. Hey. So when she was making trouble, I just gave my ticket to her. And I thank God. I was going, I was coming to Accra. And I stood for the next bus. <laughs> next bus came. It was not getting full. Somewhere, somehow, it got full. When I was going, I knew I was late for the program. I was the one to preach. <laughs> but I was thanking God on my way. We saw that there are plenty dead bodies by the road. That car. <laughs> We have to be thankful. You see, when, you are, when you're a thankful person, eh, you don't always insist on your right. <laughs> that car, they were pulling the car from the bush. After pulling all the dead bodies to the roadside, they were pulling the car to them. So our driver stopped because he recognized the car that went ahead of him. And I stood there quiet. I was looking for myself among the dead bodies by the side. Sometimes we just insist on our right. Because we leave the God element. So just, just. By now I wouldn't be here. Are you here? Just thanking God. Thanking God. Thanking God. Recently, a, a lady whose son has gone um, for a surgery. It's just, it was just getting worked out. Oh, school is about to open and the soil is not. I said, thank God now. If this child was in school and had COVID, he would come home. <laughs> just thank God. <laughs> just, just thank God. Thank God that somewhere, somehow, God knows what he's about. Tell someone God knows what he's about. That's why we have to thank him more. Because we don't have faith. So sometimes we think we are late. Sometimes we think shame is coming to me. But when you are working with God, you can't be late. God is with you. You can't chop last. Anytime you arrive is the best time. You just have to be diligent. Be thankful to God. I keep telling you, let's keep doing our evangelism. Let's keep doing our missions. Let's keep doing community impact programs. Let's keep winning souls. Let other people who also believe that they should be doing big, big, big events, big, 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 let them do. After a while, you see that church is organic. Church is not virtual. You can create the hype without substance. It will catch up with you. Because when we all breathe and settle, you now begin to look for where your roots are. And when you don't have roots, you see that it didn't say the wind blew. It said that the, the water, eh, the water was just flowing and the house without foundation was carried away. Thanksgiving gives you a good, gives you a good foundation. A nice foundation. Eh? Godliness with contentment. It's just great gain. Father, I thank you. Yeah. 
I thank you. You see that? You would think you are last. Then those you think are first. When, when the announcement is made, you will even be surprised that they will be calling you from the back. Boy. You are blessed. Amen. I think we are going to thank God this morning. Are you ready to thank God? You are ready to thank God? I see God doing favorable things in your life. And I see God multiplying everything you do, you touch. And I see God glorifying you as well. That amen. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.